Welcome to the Before and After Bariatric Surgery Podcast. This is the place where we talk to people who have had weight loss surgery and successfully kept the weight off. We learn what to expect before and after surgery. We uncover the tips and tricks that will make you a success. And now, here's your host, Dan Abeling. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm your host, Dan Abeling. We have a great guest for you this week. Our topic is all about exercise. And this is a very important topic because most of us, after weight loss surgery, have no clue where to get started. Walking is nice, but how do you stay accountable? How do you stay motivated? And how do you continue to consistently get to the gym or get your daily walk in or run in? Our guest is going to give us some tips and tricks and great ways to get started. Let's get to it. Rob Ban had gastric bypass in 2009. She went from 300 pounds to 150 pounds. She's a registered nurse, a motivational speaker. She's the author of an amazing book called Half My Size, and she's a fitness instructor. On top of all that, she promotes a great message to kids across the country. In fact, she just got back from doing that. Strong is the new skinny. Robin, take a minute or two and tell us about your weight loss journey. Oh man, it's been it's been incredible. You know, it started back actually. I had to kind of look back through all the years and, and kind of where all this began. I was an overweight child. They called me Thunder Size. That was kind of my nickname. Kind of did that for a while and got tired of being called Thunder Size. Actually, then I started starving my body, starving myself, not eating, and I was anorexic for a number of years. I was really, really hungry and I wanted to eat. So then I started eating and throwing up and had was basically bulimic for a while as well. Got pregnant, ma- married and then pregnant, and then started gaining weight and eating like nobody's business because I was, <laughs> I think I was so hungry after not eating for so long, I gained a ton of weight and I found myself at 300 pounds and couldn't get out of that. So that's that's kind of the, in a nutshell, the all the different places I've been with food and with weight. So I, I don't think there's really much I haven't done. So what we're going to do today, Robin, because I think for you, one of the things that you've truly done from a habit change standpoint, I guess you could say, is that you've really implemented exercise as part of your daily routine and made it so important, really, in your post-op life. So how do you get started exercising? Because most of our listeners have been overweight for most of their lives. They go through surgery, and then their doctors tell them, you have to start exercising. I didn't work out for a decade. I was It was all I can do to walk up the stairs in my house before surgery. And where you start if you're that far off the beam like I was is a great question. Uh, I would recommend for anybody who is not not been exercising or doesn't know where to start, my favorite thing is walking. Everyone who can walk, has legs and feet that work, can put some tennis shoes on, they can walk. And I like walking because it's not intimidating. You don't have to buy an instructional DVD to do it. You don't have to show up at a special class and pay a special membership. You just put your shoes on and get out there and walk. And I love that because it's achievable, it's maintainable, rule of thumb that I use is when you're starting out, maybe you haven't walked in a long time or done any exercise in a long time, five minutes out, five minutes back. And anyone can do that. You just, you know, head out on the trail or on your sidewalk or in your neighborhood and go out for a distance and then come back. And you can incrementally increase that. Go out for 10 minutes, 10 minutes out, 10 minutes back. 
And before you know it, you're walking a half hour a day. My surgeon recommended 30 minutes of walking every day after surgery, and that's where I started. After surgery, a lot of us go through emotional ups and downs. And one of the things that's really difficult with a regular exercise routine is staying motivated every single day to do it. How do you how do you do that? It's funny because I, I started out walking my half hour a day and probably a couple months after surgery, I, I my brilliant thinking told me, you don't need to exercise. That's that's crazy. You, you really don't need to do that. And, I'm, you know, I'm telling myself this. I'm thinking the weight's coming off anyway. I don't really have to do that. Even though I said I would, I, I knew that that was part of the deal. And, you know, I'm sitting on my couch and it's a cold day and I'm thinking, oh, man, I said I'd go to the gym. I told my surgeon I'd do this, but I don't really want to. I'd rather just stay here, take a nap, you know, old behavior, basically, not do anything. And then for whatever reason, I peeled myself off the couch. I get in the car and this radio program's off. It's a former Biggest Loser contestant, and I don't know who it was or whatever, but he said, no matter how you achieve your weight loss, you will not maintain it unless you change your lifestyle. And it's literally like a five-minute drive from my house to where I work out, and that was the message that I heard. And I, hmm. it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, oh, I was meant to hear that, that's for sure, because I, you know, I was really struggling with the whole staying motivated, getting going sticking to it. I call it stick to itiveness. I totally lacked stick to itiveness. I could not keep things going. And so when I heard that on the radio, my whole mindset just like it, like, duh, you know, I thought, why did you have the surgery? If you weren't planning on actually changing anything, then why did you do this? And so I really kind of called myself on my own, my own stuff really. And I said, you know what, you need to get in there and you need to start walking and continue walking and make this happen. And and so I did. I walked through the, the doors of the gym. I showed up for myself and I just never stopped. That was a major, a crucial turning point for me to really accept that I needed to do this. I needed to, to get physically fit and start. I weighed 270 pounds when that moment happened, okay? So I lost my first 30 pounds. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I am so excited. Okay. I've gotten to the gym on a day I did not want to come. I fought my way through all that, that mental anguish, you know, that hard, the hard part getting over, just getting there. So I get to the gym, I'm there, I'm on the treadmill and I'm like, whew, victory. Okay. I'm here. I'm going to do this. And I start walking and here's some, here's some humor for you. So I'm walking and next to me, (laughs) fitness Barbie jumps on the treadmill right next to me. And I'm like, Oh, nice. I'm thinking, Really? I mean, she's in perfect shape, long hair, you know, and I'm thinking, and she just, you know, turns her treadmill on and she's just hauling, you know, running like nobody's business. And, you know, immediately I started to think, great, I'm never going to be her. Totally negative thinking, putting myself down. And then I stopped myself once again. I I have a pretty good habit of at least recognizing when my thinking is going off track. And and I thought, you know what? No, you've lost 30 pounds, Robin. You are rocking it. You haven't lost 30 pounds in like forever. And you know what? You're here for you. So you just stick to yourself and worry about yourself and take your eyes off Fitness Barbie, okay? So I did that. And later down the road, I found this really good quote, and I want to share it with you guys. It, It says, Fitness is not about being better than anyone else. It's about being better than you used to be. And I hang on to that every day because 
that is so important. I don't have to, to put myself down because I'm not as fast or not as whatever as somebody else. No way. I, I'm not the girl who, who uh, couldn't walk up her stairs anymore. I am so much better than I used to be, and uh, that's what matters. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely great advice. What One thing that I, I tell people that are fresh out of their weight loss surgery is, number one, go to support groups. Almost every bariatric surgeon has support groups. But number two, while you're there, make a friend, exchange phone numbers, find what I like to call an accountability partner, someone that can hold you accountable for each day, getting up, going to the gym, or doing whatever workout that you've decided to do. Do you have any tips or tricks on ways to stay accountable? Yeah, I love what you just said. I actually just this uh, last week, a couple days ago, spoke at a bariatric support group meeting. I do several throughout the community that I'm in, and it's so key. And, you know, in that room are a group of people that some, wherever they're at in their journey, in, in some level, they've all they can all relate to one another, and that's so important. You need your people, so to speak. You need to be around those that get it. Some folks that have never struggled with weight or had a fat day in their life, they don't get it. They don't know what it's like to be morbidly obese and struggle with that, and it, it's very tough. They also don't know postoperatively what bariatric patients are up against. It's just because they operated on my stomach does not make me want to go to the gym anymore <laughs> that I used to. It doesn't make me want to eat right. It doesn't change my right. thinking. So that that being said, being in a support group meeting helps you relate to one another and share share your fears, share your struggles, share your victories, you know, and, and get it out there and talk about it. And, you know, it's a community. It really helps you to, to reach out and make connections. And like you said, you, you really do need to make connections. Nobody can do this alone. And, mm-hmm. and I think the most successful people, you know, are well connected. I still go to bariatric support group meetings for a couple reasons. One is because I like to have the outreach and, and make those connections. The other reason is I kind of, I really can see what folks that aren't doing what they need to be doing, what happens to them, because they're honest and they're open and they're willing to share, you know, I gained my weight back. I don't, you know, I, I stopped exercising, you know, I'm eating the yeah. wrong things. And, and that's valuable information too. I mean, you really can, you can gain a lot from good examples, bad examples, whatever you want to call it. And, and we can help each other in that way. And I, I really appreciate people that are honest and say, you know, I, I'm screwing this up and I need to get back on track. In fact, in, in the book I wrote that you mentioned, Half My Size, I do have a lot of tips and tricks that I share with people because I, like I was telling you a minute ago, I always or I almost didn't exercise. I almost thought that that was okay and for whatever reason was guided a different direction and, and was willing to, to go with that. Some of the, the most valuable tips, especially for fitness, that I can share with you and your listeners is, number one, Put an extra pair of tennis shoes and workout clothes in the trunk of your car. Just go right now, put this on pause, and go do that. (laughs) Because you know what? It's always there. There's never an excuse. Oh, I don't have my stuff with me or or whatever. Because we we love excuses. I'm I'm good at that. (laughs) And I I can't afford to do that. I can't afford to to have those rationalizations and all that anymore. No, this is is for real, and I need to take it seriously. So number one is I keep that stuff in my car at all times. Accountability, great word. Love it. I have to put this on my calendar. It is priority numero uno. I don't miss a workout unless their last name is Robin, they're bleeding or on fire. (laughs) 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 Nothing comes ahead of, of me taking care of myself. And the reason for that is I can take so much better care of people around me if I am taking care of myself. 
I never got that. For years, I thought, oh, I've got to sacrifice my own well-being to, you know, be super mom and do this and that. And meanwhile, I'm 300 pounds, pre-diabetic, not able to walk up my stairs, but I'm taking care of everybody else. Right. And, and that makes absolutely no sense. So it's been tremendous for me to finally make that you know, recognize that and my family recognize that and it's great. So putting myself on the calendar, making myself a priority, keeping the, the tennis shoes and the extra pair of gym clothes in the car mm-hmm. just in case. And then I like having a buddy. You mentioned going to bariatric support group meetings, reaching out, making friends. Same thing at the gym. There are plenty of people that are trying to lose some weight or trying to stay motivated or trying to exercise. And when I first started working out, I was really shy. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't even want to look at anybody. You know how you, you walk by, oh, don't look. And now I have a different feeling about it. I work out at a place that most people are, you know, we're seeking, we're seeking health improvement. And it's an environment that I, that I think is, is conducive to that, nice, friendly people. And started to say hi to people and kind of get to know them. I started going to group exercise classes, which is not something I had never done. And you're in a room full of people and we're, you know, we're all doing the exercises together and keep going back to the same classes. And before you know it, you're saying hi to the same people. You're, you're getting to know each other's names and it becomes like a really cool, your gym friends. I mean, it's really, it's really awesome. I, a funny story about that is <laughs> I had, uh, I had lost like about 130 pounds. I was, it was just over like a year after my surgery and I was super bored. Like I had started walking and I was doing that really well, but after a while you need to mix it up a little bit. So I'm kind of like thinking, what should I do? And these girls at the gym are like, next to me and they're like oh you got to check out this class it's so awesome and I'm like what class are you talking about and they didn't really tell me so I walk in and I'm in there in the class and I'm like all right music's good looks looks kind of cool what it's a hip-hop dance class okay and I hadn't done any like dancing or anything forever Mm -hmm. and uh, I stayed I was horrible at it but I'm like I I gotta stay I gotta check it out it was so much fun. I had a blast and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back to that class. And I kept going back and going back. Within a couple of years, I was like front row diva. You know, I just love that class. I'm all about it. And uh, then I decided to get certified to teach it. It's a, you know, hip hop dance format. And mm-hmm. now I teach it. Now as, as a, uh, one of the things I do, it's, uh, I'm a fitness instructor. I teach, I teach hip hop dance and to adults and to kids and help people in my mind you got to find your fun you know fitness does not have to be horrible find your fun and it's out there and that's another tip or trick I give people is if you were like me and you didn't work out for a decade you took a little break how the Mm -hmm. heck do you know what you like to do I mean honestly I I didn't know I didn't know what was going on and you know what was fun and what was not fun I just knew I needed to do something and so I you know I encourage people to step out of their comfort zone step out take a chance and and find your fun you know, and I will say this too, you want to start where you're at. If you haven't worked out in forever, like, like I hadn't, you don't want to start out with a boot camp insanity, crazy, insane in the membrane class because you'll injure yourself. It will be a bad experience. The other thing is you won't want to go back because you might not be, Mm -hmm. you might be so sore you can't take it. That's why you need to start where you're at, throw a pedometer on your waistband or on your wrist or wherever you keep it and, and walk or get started. Find out where you're at. Find out, you know, am, am I even walking a, a mile in a day? Who knows? You know, find out where you're at and build from there and make it reasonable and achievable and build upon that. Because if you can do it and you like to do it and it makes you feel good about yourself, you are going to continue to do it. If it's self-defeating and potential injury and you hate it, 
surprise, you're not going to do it. I love some of those things that you just mentioned. Schedule it in your calendar. Mm -hmm. I do that. I don't make any appointments during the times that I have workout sessions. Mm -hmm. Second thing you mentioned was take a gym class, make friends when you're ready for it, when you're up to the challenge. For me, going to a class, and I do some CrossFit, and but literally kind of commiserating with the other people in the class about how sore we are. <laughs> where were you last week? It motivates me to get back out there. And it's fun. It's fun to complain together about class being so difficult. Absolutely. Put, yeah. Put shoes and workout clothes in your car. I think that's an awesome tip. It's something that I'm going to implement. And then start slow, but be consistent. Right. And work up to a level of fitness that you can handle. Absolutely. I think we've got some amazing kind of tips and tricks so far on the exercise part. So I want to change subjects and I want to hear a little bit more about your book, Half My Size. Oh, great. Yeah. I, it's funny because a lot of what I talk about and what we're talking about is in my book. And I'm, I'm one of those people, I, I write like I talk, so it's very conversational. And I wanted to write a book that was interesting to read, funny, humorous direct at some in some points honest everywhere and you know and I wanted to write about my experience because I thought there's a couple reasons why I started writing the book one was I wanted to reach out and express to the folks that are out there that think bariatric surgery is a quick fix it's cheating it's the easy way out I really wanted to speak to that because it has mm -hmm. been the hardest but best thing I've ever done it is definitely not easy. It's it's not a it's not a quick fix. It's definitely not the easy way out because if that were true, there wouldn't be the rate of recidivism there is with bariatric patients that regain their weight. That wouldn't be that wouldn't exist. So it's not easy um, because so much of it is about changing your lifestyle. And changing your lifestyle was so easy. We'd all just we'd all just be perfect. Then you know, speaking of, we I'm going to just back up one second with exercise. I will say that piece has helped me tremendously, not only the physical aspect, but the mental aspect that's involved with that. Because, you know, they say you're only one workout away from a good mood. And it's tr completely true. I feel yep. a thousand times better when I'm done working out. I, I've never left the gym and said, God, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I shouldn't have worked out today. Dang, you know, <laughs> that's never happened, you know, and, and I'm just a happier person when I work out. It's one of the best underprescribed medications ever. Exercise. Fantastic. So anyway, in, a, in the book, I talk about kind of all my experiences with, with food, with, with exercise, with extra skin, with, you know, in case I wake up stupid, I've got to write a note that says this, because left to my own devices, I'm very capable of self-destruction. My best thinking got me to anorexia, to bulimia, to 300 pounds and morbid obesity. You know, I have mm -hmm. never really been <laughs> pretty good at any of this. So I talk about that and I talk about what I've done to, to help myself because there are plenty of people out there, professionals, um, there are plenty of resources that I've utilized that help me with what I need to do. I, I do not know how to do it by myself. So I've reached out and asked for a lot of help and that has been a strength. That has been incredibly helpful. So I wrote that book to speak to the fact that this is not an easy process. It takes a lot of work. And I wanted to also tell prospective bariatric patients or, or even, you know, past bariatric patients that are struggling, this is the real deal. If, you, if you're going to do the surgery, you really need to know what you're getting yourself into and what it, what it requires to be successful. And that comes back to the willingness to change your lifestyle with food, with exercise, with all of your, 
all of your self-destructive behaviors. If you were like me, you had plenty of them. And I used to isolate and eat waffles in bed. And I don't, I don't do that anymore. And there's, I, I talk about steps on, on how I've, how I've made that transition. A lot of, a lot of photographs in there too. A lot of before and afters, kind of mind blowing stuff that I, I found. I actually, I didn't have many before pictures because uh, anyone who's been overweight can probably relate to this. I didn't want a picture of myself. I didn't take, I didn't let people take pictures of me. If I was in one, it was totally by accident. It was like a group photo I couldn't get out of or something. And if I found it later, I deleted it, tore it up, destroyed it because I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to look at the picture, the proof that I was out of control Mm -hmm. of food. Didn't want to see it. So in writing this book, I had to, I really had to dig for pictures and I even like emailed my friends that have known me my whole life and said, you know, do you have any photos of when I was 300 pounds? Cause I don't have any. And, and I had them send them to me so I could uh, find some pictures to stick in this book, which was, it was kind of, kind of an interesting process to, to do that. So the, the book has just been amazing. It's been very, very good for me to put this out there. I'm not ashamed anymore. I'm not ashamed that mm-hmm. I was, you know, anorexic and bulimic. I'm not ashamed that I was 300 pounds. I'm not ashamed that I had bariatric surgery. I am every single thing of the aspects of my life have made me who I am today. It helps me to get out there and share with people where I'm at and hopefully help and inspire them to get where they want to be. You know, I also talk about depression in the book. I honestly, sincerely believe you don't get to be morbidly obese without stuffing down some issues, whether it's depression or whatever it is. I was severely depressed for a number of years and didn't want to acknowledge it. Talk about that as well. Uh, And, you know, what I do, you know, to help, help keep myself positive uh, and motivated to stay where I'm at because one thing to lose the weight and it's another thing to keep it off and stay there. And uh, I want to, I want to stay here. It's awesome. I want to stay here. Yeah. Robin, your book is truly a must read for anyone going through the process of weight loss surgery, whether you're considering it, whether you've already had surgery, weight loss surgery is anything but the easy way out. You need to be prepared Robanne's book does just that. She's going to tell you exactly what to expect, some of the things she's mentioned today about diet and exercise. So if you haven't yet, please go out and get Robanne's book. It's called Half My Size. You can find it on Amazon.com. You can also visit her website at www.getyourstrongon.net. That's getyourstrongon.net. Robanne, I really, really appreciate your time today. You've been an amazing guest. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Dan. Good talking with you. Thank you for listening to the Before and After Bariatric Surgery Podcast. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or Stitcher Radio. As always, check out the before and after photos from today's interview on obesitycoverage.com. If you'd like to be interviewed for an upcoming podcast, email us at info at obesitycoverage.com. Remember, It's never too late to get healthy.